It's Saturday, 23 uh, December in the year of our Lord, 2023. I want to welcome you here. This is uh, our Saturday show, but also our Christmas Eve special, which we do every year. I want to thank Real America's Voice uh, for making this happen with the great team in uh, Denver. Also, my own production team, and particularly Avery, who's been selecting music for us as he does every year during the Christmas season. I want to thank everybody. Dr. Carol Swain is our guest for the first couple of segments here. Dr. Swain, you've been in the news a lot recently, but uh, here on Christmas Eve, really, you're, you're, it's your knowledge as a historian. And it, we had this discussion the other day about the music and about the, the beauty of the music of the particularly 17th, 18th, and 19th century. And it seemed like when you hear these, um, you hear these uh, hymns or you hear some of the uh, English, the complexity of the English hymns, you have a civilization, a culture that is uh, confident in itself. The music is crisp. The music is complex, but the music has an underlying confidence to it and almost a swagger to a degree, right, about their, they're very confident in their society and their civilization. Do you think what happened? Because we're of one thing I can tell you, we're not we're not confident about our culture and civilization today. Your thoughts, ma'am? Uh, I would agree that uh, today, even when you go to many of the churches, some of the traditional churches, they have moved away from the hymns. They have newer music. They may play secular music. And it is distressing for us who have so many memories attached to the traditional songs. And I find the traditional songs, you know, deeply emotional, emotionally moving. And I also would like to share with you and your audience, this will be my first Christmas without my mother. And my mother loved Christmas and I always decorated for her. And so this Christmas, I'm not decorating at my house. I will be leaving to spend Christmas with some of my great grandchildren. But, you know, my mother, despite poverty, she loved Christmas and we always celebrated with the hymns. Talk to me about that, because uh, and this is about your whole and I think it's why you're such a um, a beloved figure for our audience is that your struggle in your work. But tell us about your mom in, in, in growing up, because you guys were in uh, in poverty with an extremely large family. What was Christmas like? Really having no money or virtually no money. What was Christmas like? Well, we would go uh, into the woods near our home and cut a tree and my mother would, uh, and the children would make the decorations. And and we had tinsel as well as, um, you know, paper strips, all kinds of things. We decorate the tree. And for Christmas, usually we got a bag with an orange, some candy, and, and nuts. And many times not gifts. I um, complained for years about the Easy Bake Oven and the paint by number said I never received it as a child. And then finally, one of my friends about two years old, two years ago gave me a very intricate paint by number set that I completed last uh, Christmas. And um, I can tell you that my mother, despite all that poverty, she always loved Christmas. She lived with me the last 13 years of her life and she passed January 23rd. And so I can't hear the Christmas music without tearing up. That, that's uh, that's amazing. Why do you think it is that uh, the modern church, um, why do you believe they've gotten away? I mean, this music, 
and I'm not talking about the secular mu- music, which is the secular right. music is some of the best right. music out of the American playbook, songbook. But when you talk about some of these classic hymns, the the level of beauty of the human voice, uh, even without musical accompaniment, is is just magnificent. Why do you think we've I mean, gotten away worship. from that? I mean, the worship uh, of the hymns is so powerful for everyone. And I think we've gotten away from it because we just lost uh, the wonder. And the hymns taught so much, um, you know, theology and biblical knowledge. And the, the hymns came straight from the Bible. And the Bible mostly has been deconstructed, marginalized, and you find in many churches, you're lucky if you hear hear one hymn. Uh, people think they can improve on everything. And I think that it's unfortunate, but a secular world has influenced the church. And just like we have forgotten in America some things we once knew, I think the church in America has forgotten things it once knew. And it once knew that the hymns were so powerful for teaching the gospel, but also for telling the biblical stories. When you talk about uh, Great Awakenings, you talk about the importance of the church in American history. Um, Can we have an awakening or can we have these moments where America stepped up in the kind of these great fourth turnings, the, the American Revolution, the Civil War, the Great Depression, World War II, and clearly the time of turbulence we're in now. Can you have a great awakening if, if at first you don't have that kind of vanguard of the church, which goes through an awakening? I believe it's going to take a, a catastrophic event uh, impacting America or the world for people to begin to turn around because there's so many of our fellow, uh, not just fellow Americans, but fellow human beings who seem to be dazed. Uh, They're totally deceived. And to break that deception, it has to be something dramatic enough to get their attention. And we know that in this world with so much coming at us, it's very hard to focus. And to get to know God, you have to focus. You have to take time, you know, to read his word. You have to take time to reflect on his word. You have to take time to listen to those hymns and to meditate and allow them, uh, you know, to sink in. And so I'm hoping that this Christmas Eve that people will make time to go to churches where they play traditional music, they have traditional Christmas Eve uh, services, and just bask in the wonder of the birth of our Savior, because a lot of those things uh, is what we need, I believe, to heal our own souls. But our nation needs healing, and the nations of the world need healing. And Christians, for most of, uh, you know, for much of our history, uh, we have been a positive force in the world. There are lots of things that you can read about how Christians failed during the time of Nazi Germany. They certainly failed. And uh, and during the time um, that certain things happened to blacks, there were some churches that failed. But for the most part, Christians in the world have been a positive force. And the Christians who who do make a positive impact are the ones that not only know the word of God, but they know that there is a Holy Spirit. They know that, um, you know, that we are not, uh, you know, we, we don't know enough to try to run everything or to try to rework the world or to try to save the planet. And I would like to see people 
just go back to that awareness that we as human beings are not that smart. When we start mucking around with things, we mess it up. And you look at academia and just how they took something. Most of the great universities were started by uh, churches for the training of ministers. You know, Harvard, uh, Yale, uh, Princeton, all of these great universities, I believe something like maybe 116 of the first 120 universities. Uh, higher education universities and colleges in America were founded by people who were Christians, those organizations have been destroyed and they've been destroyed because people did not protect them. If you just mentioned Princeton and Harvard, let's, let's take both examples. Um, the at, at Princeton, when you were tenured at your, and you talked about this at the wine and cheese party afterwards, if you talked about your deep felt Christian beliefs, which is really at the core of your being, how would you be, what would the faculty uh, think about you? Do you think you, they would actually grant well, you a, well, not just your PhD or you think, do you think you, they would give you tenure if they knew about your deep held well, well, Christian beliefs? Wouldn't they thought Dr. Swain is very smart. She's a great political scientist, but she believes this kind of crazy myth uh, and no serious person can, can be tenured here that believes that crazy myth. Well, first of all, I earned my Ph.D. at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 1989, and Princeton recruited me aggressively. And the faculty faculty members who were most impressed with me were the conservatives. I was a Democrat at the time. I've never been a stupid Democrat. And back during the 80s, 1980s, 1990s, Democrats had common sense. They were not all crazy. But... I came on as a new faculty member. I was given a sign-in bonus, and my work cut against the grain, but I was not a Christian believer. I was a spiritual person. I didn't attend church. I was not a threat to anyone because I believed in uh, good scholarship. And my first book won three national prizes including the highest prize a political scientist can win. It was cited <laughs> by the U.S. Supreme Court and many lower court decisions. And um, and so for a while, I basked, I basked uh, in a lot of uh, accolades uh, from the many of the people who were elites. The black uh, faculty and black people have always um, had problems with me and my research because I didn't go through their ranks. So they, I don't know what Princeton would have done if they would have uh, tenured me uh, if I had been openly Christian. I like to believe that if my scholarship was the same scholarship, it would not have mattered because many of the people making the decisions were classical liberals and classical liberals believe in free speech and thought. So I like to believe that they would have. But later, when I had my Christian conversion experience, that was towards the end of my time at uh, Princeton. And as I grew in my faith, I became more and more conservative. And as you become more and more conservative, you become more and more ob obnoxious to the left. But by then, they had given me, they had given me that Dr. prizes. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. We're gonna we're putting music out today. It tells the story of Christmas Eve. Dr. Swain's going to join us after a short commercial break. An amazing story from, quite frankly, one of the most amazing Americans out there, Dr. Carol Swain.
As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at It's Saturday, the eve of Christmas Eve. We're doing a Christmas Eve special, as uh, everyone will get off on Sunday this year, uh, the traditional Christmas Eve. We'll have our Christmas special. Remember, every year we do the combat history of Christmas to talk about American patriots that gave the ultimate sacrifice, whether Trenton with General Washington in 1776 or 1944 at uh, Bastogne, uh, the Battle of the Bulge, or at uh, Chosin Reservoir in the Korean War, and others. We talk about, uh, we'll also go to the Civil War this year. All of it. Patrick K. O'Donnell will join me. So, Dr. Swain, was it, and t- tell people about your Christian conversion, because you've been raised, I think, by a religious mother, and you were spiritual, but then you rose to the top of academia on your own merits. Uh, but talk about your Christian conversion, and did that affect did that impact the way that you were accepted in kind of the secular world of academia? I, I was actually raised in a home that we would consider unchurched. Uh, we only went to church. Um, I can only remember two or three times in my early life. But I had a grandmother who was a pastor's daughter. 
And I believe that she taught us, um, uh, you know, the Lord's Prayer. I knew certain things about Christianity and I, I got involved for a while with Jehovah's Witnesses. And then I left religion for 20 some years. So when Princeton hired me, I was more of an agnostic. I was spiritual. I eventually studied New Age and Eastern religions. And I was kind of out there until I had a Christian conversion experience uh, late uh, in my life. I would By late, I mean it was uh, in my 40s that I started having experiences that led me to seek again. And it culminated with the Christian conversion experience probably around my mid-40s. And I have been uh, devout ever since. And I used to be painfully shy, so shy that if someone asked me my name, I'd forget it. I had an opportunity to be on Good Morning America. I turned it down because I was afraid. And after I had the conversion experience, God impressed on my mind that he had given me a message bigger than me and that he was the only person I had to please. And so I started doing media and Lou Dobbs, of at the time, Lou Dobbs Tonight, he was the one that gave me my first uh, national TV uh, break in 2007. I was a paid contributor for CNN, and Lou said he would give me a megaphone for my voice. I was not very good, uh, but I was saying things that no one else was saying. <laughs> What, what what was it about Christianity coming into your life and accepting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Savior that changed you as a person in the outside world? You know something? It My whole life never made sense to me as to why of the 12 children, I was the only one that got out as far as getting out of poverty. And as a child, I had early adulthood several times in my life, at least three I had strangers come up to me to tell me I would be famous someday. And it was nothing that made sense to me, but I always felt a sense of urgency that there was something I was supposed to do. So I knew that something larger than me was guiding my life, but I was not ready to say Jesus Christ. I was able to say one God, many paths, and that there are things we don't understand. But Again, God revealed himself to me in a dramatic way. I am working on an autobiography that hopefully I will get out, uh, get it done sometime next year. And I will tell my story. And there are many, many spiritual, supernatural aspects to my life that I can only attribute to God. I believe that he raised me up. He gave me my my story, not for me, but for me to share with the world and he took away my fear of public speaking. And I had a dramatic experience in a hospital in 1997. And I would say God took away a fear of death. And um, and that is why I can be bold, because I know that we're all going to die. When I do die, I want it to count for something. I want it to make an impact in the world. And so I can't live in fear. And that's why I can challenge the left. I can challenge these forces of evil. I know that, you know, I could be killed at any time. I know that um, about all the evil in the world, but I know that God has a plan and purpose for my life. And that when I leave this earth, my work will be done. It will be done because I will have completed it. But I believe that God has the ability to protect me until the work is finished.
How is um, we got a couple of minutes here, and, and I know you got to go, and I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, Christmas Eve or the Saturday before Christmas Eve, but for our special. After you were a child, because you you came from hard poverty, and so just had these very simple things of Christmas. But later on, when you were successful in the material world, how is Christmas today different now that you've been saved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you've accepted him into your heart than it was when you were materialistically very successful, but living in the living with a, a different center of gravity? I mean, I did not do a lot of celebration of Christmas until after I had my Christian conversion experience and I became involved with the church and when my mother came to live with me because that was her holiday. And uh, I uh, I like the fact that the season forces us to think about Christ, his birth, his coming into the world and uh, and how he changed the world. And it gives us an opportunity to pause for a few days. And, and that is something that uh, is important to me. All of us are so busy, but to take the time to pause. And then as far as people out there who watch your show, and some of them, I'm sure, are conservatives who are atheists or secular humanists, they don't believe that there is a God. Uh, I really hope that those people will actually uh, give themselves an opportunity to reflect on Christianity and how it's impacted impacted our lives over the centuries. And I have always challenged unbelievers to, uh, for them to just ask the simple question, um, to, uh, to ask God to give them, if you're real, sincerely ask this question, if you are real, then give me what I need to believe because God has a way of getting your attention. He gets your attention in dramatic ways if you're sincere. Dr. Swain, uh, you've got a new site now. You're putting up analysis and columns all the time. Uh, you're obviously in the news nonstop. Um, and you've got this uh, book that really is of the moment. How do people get to all of it? I want to make sure over this Christmas period when people are getting some downtime that they spend some time with you and your writings. Where do they go? Well, they can go to any of my websites. Uh, one is carolmswain.com and, you know, click on the book book link. Or if you want to know more about me, read the bio. And then I have B, B-E, thepeoplenews.com. And I post my media appearances, such as uh, this interview will be post, posted there at some point. And I am very, very active on Twitter. Uh, today, um, well, I'm, I'm just active on Twitter. And so if people want to know what I'm up to, they can go there. During the holidays, I plan to limit myself, hopefully, to, to my daily devotionals. About uh, six weeks ago, I started posting daily devotionals. I plan to do that throughout the holiday. And I believe that that is my ministry now, that I just don't want to focus on politics, because if you just focus on politics, it's so distressing. I also don't believe that politics alone can solve our nation's problems or the world's problems, that we really do need a spiritual revival. Europe needs a spiritual revival. Revival. America needs one. The Middle East needs one. Uh, human beings don't have the ability or the capacity to solve the world's problems. They can only make them worse. 
Dr. Swain, uh, you're a hero to this audience. So uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for doing this. And we Merry look forward Christmas. to seeing Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on. Maybe. maybe before the uh, before the new year ends or if not shortly thereafter so thank you very much ma'am appreciate it all right bye when dr carol swain says we need a spiritual renewal pay attention one of the smartest women in our country okay we're going to go out with more great christmas music i'll be back in just a moment Tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com.
to the Christmas Eve special here on Saturday, 23 December, Year of Lord 2023. You hear the confidence in that? You hear the, um, the boldness in that? That's just not simply human voices in a Christmas carol. That's a culture, a civilization, a society that believes in itself. We had this just amazing, amazing discussion the other day that I want to play. It takes a couple of minutes, but I had uh, Raheem and Ben Harnwell. Raheem Kassam uh, used to be my editor-in-chief at uh, Breitbart London, now runs National Pulse, was one of the original co-hosts of Worm Impeachment. Um, we got Ben Harnwell, who is one of the brightest guys I know, is the head of our editor of all things international out of Rome. And, of course, Dave Bratt from Liberty University, former congressman, another really brilliant guy. Uh, we got to a very interesting conversation and discussion about music. I want to play that in its entirety. It takes a couple of minutes. I'll come back on the other side. I'm going to bring in all three. Don't those... Uh, the carols, and we could play hundreds of these, but from the uh, from the 19th century, maybe the early 20th, but definitely from the uh, from the 18th and 19th century, don't they show a... Um, a culture that's confident in themselves is these these complex and beautiful. I'll start with Raheem, and then I want to hear Brett and, and uh, Ben before we get down to the more mundane topics of uh, of geopolitics and money. Uh, Raheem, first, that's one of the reasons I love the Christmas season. You play these these uh, carols that are just absolutely incredible. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, not just that, um, and you're absolutely right about that. But they also show, uh, you know, it, 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 more than about the nation, but about the civilization, right? This was a this was a hymn that was constructed off the back of a 300 year old uh, Finnish poem, I think it was, that itself went on the back of a uh, another 300 further year old uh, carol that was being or song that was being uh, sung. And that was predicated on the story of the 10th century Bohemian king, uh, King Wenceslas. And of course, the only not to not to put a, a, a lump of coal uh, in the stocking, as Andy Biggs said last night, uh, but the only statue to Saint Wenceslas now in the world is in Prague. And unfortunately, we have terrible news coming out of Prague this morning um, with 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 what's happening there. And 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 that is kind of everything coming home, right? The, the chickens coming home to roost because that's where it started. <laughs> That's how it started. That's what it sounded like, uh, and the carnage today is is quite some some way away from that. Uh, we'll come back to that in, in a moment. Uh, ben Harnwell, your, your thoughts? That, I think Raheem said what I was thinking. It shows a confidence in a civilization, a confidence in a culture. When you go back and listen to these, your thoughts, sir? Steve, I mean that's absolutely right. You don't really get a four part music now at all not in not in not for popular consumption um you basically just have a, a, a melody and a, a, me a melody that's at the top then you have harmonic progression needed you don't really have four separate parts moving uh, as you would do in 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 sort of church hymns from sort of around, around the wesleyan period um but you know look people have been lamenting the decline of, of culture, on specifically on the point that you just mentioned, right? For, for centuries, there was a lot of um, sort of scholastic concern uh, when we moved from the Baroque period into the Classical period, because you had the four-part sort of harmonic uh, writing counterpoint uh, from Bach, and then in the Classical period of Haydn and Mozart, um, it's basically just a form of, of popular music today, melody and then sort of block harmonies beneath it. Uh, so, yes, look, yes, absolutely right. There is a confidence, um, almost a swagger even, a swagger, a 
confidence yes. in yes. Uh, the, the art, the artistry, um, because this, Steve, look, this, let, let, let's be honest here. This this idiom here that we're, that we're talking about, this represents the, the zenith of the Western, the Judeo-Christian Western classical tradition. And that has been declining for, for centuries. Really, if, if you compare modern, you know, by the way, that what we call high art today was popular culture a couple of centuries centuries ago. This really just illustrates how far we've uh, we've declined. And of course, you know, just picking off now what what Raheem was saying about the the, the tragedy the, the university um, in in Prague today. As these trends continue, we're going to be watching with open mouths just how much further we have to fall in the grand abasement of Western civilization. Dave Bratt, your thoughts from uh, from Liberty. Great to follow up my two friends with the English accents. Tough, tough act to follow. Uh, but Jordan Peterson has been uh, getting at this as well and shows that music, uh, our language uh, at the deep psychological, deepest levels comes out of music, from music. Music, of, of course, is probably considered the highest of the arts, uh, the, the, the range of controlling the emotions, uh, and leading us to new heights uh, that's built into music conveys uh, what science and scientism cannot convey, and that's the grandeur of God. And so as we approach Christmas season, uh, we're confronted uh, with the infinite God Almighty, the God of wrath and the God of love, uh, the, the, the God of law, the God of liberty, uh, embedding himself in man, God becoming man in a child, Jesus born in a manger the highest becoming the lowest. These are metaphysical claims of the highest order. The modern world is missing out on all of this. And the music harkens back to the great day when we had this confidence. What more confidence can you have than knowing that God Almighty up in the heavens has come to earth because he loves you that much <laughs> and that part of God shines in you, right? That his light is in you. If that doesn't give you a boost every day, and if that doesn't give you confidence, uh, and there are mysteries that are embedded in this narrative. It's not simple, right? Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, but St. Augustine says, uh, if the innocents are getting hurt, it's time to go to war, right? There are all sorts of what appear to be contradictions, uh, but the story of the Bible and the narrative of the Bible overwhelms and transcends those man-made contradictions. God's system is not our own. It comes in a story, in simple stories that Jesus told, and boy, does music help to tell that story. It's one of the reasons, um, one of the reasons we play so much Christmas music during this uh, holiday season. It's one of the best parts of this time of year, I think, is that with all the family around and friends and the holiday get-togethers and the parties and obviously the football, uh, you can steal some time away for yourself just to maybe read and think. And uh, we think that's obviously a very important part. And uh, it's what makes, I think, the War Room Posse in uh, this political movement that we've built and really cultural movement. The, the movement, and this is what I keep saying about President Trump, it's just not a political movement. It's also a cultural movement. The culture and civilization, we still are that culture and civilization. We just have to have as enough confidence in ourselves as in our culture and our society and our civilization, the, the enemies of this nation go out of their way to try to break that down every day, to try to have you question, try to attack the family. This is what we talk about neo-Marxism or cultural Marxism, or what Mao did to the family in the, in the cultural revolution, uh, you know, break the four olds. 
Always go after traditions, go after ways of, uh, of being, all of it, to attack relentlessly. It's what we're trying to, as we man the ramparts and, and go on offenses, make sure that we also protect. We will get back to one day to being as, uh, as confident as you hear those voices on this amazing music from the, uh, from the 17th, 18th, and 19th century. Uh, just incredible. It's one of the things of the holidays, and we continue to play. Remember, we play Christmas music through Christmas Day and through the week leading up to to uh, January 1st. Um, you haven't really been able to do it all the way to Epiphany. My mom was uh, always kept the tree and all the decorations. I mean, she didn't want to take it down after Christmas. Uh, Richmond, Virginia can get a little drab in January and February. Not, not, the, not the best months. We're going to leave you with some music, uh, some incredibly beautiful music uh, now. I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, spending uh, Saturday with us, and hopefully Christmas Eve with us also. We know you have a lot of last-minute shopping and running around and seeing people. If you're in the, in the car listening to us to on radio, or if you're listening to the podcast, or watching us uh, live on Real America's Voice, we appreciate it. So we're going to leave you some, we're going to go out some more incredible Christmas music. I'm going to return after that, after a short commercial break.
Dryer Cleanse just announced a huge holiday sale. Let me tell you why this is important. They're predicting another triple demic this year. And the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it in the first place. That's why I got EnviroCleanse here in the war room in the Breitbart Embassy. The new science in home air purification is EnviroCleanse. The reason I love it, it was approved by the Department of Defense for use on Navy combatants. And as you guys know, I used to be on a Navy combatants. Now they have a limited time holiday sale. You'll save 30%. This is a one-time good deal. So why did I choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses over other purifiers. EnviroCleanse military-grade technology wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. This is why the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. The viruses will take care. The viruses take down your family will be gone. Right now, you'll save 30% during their holiday sale. Plus, you get fast, free shipping. I'll repeat that, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE30 for 30% off. ekpure.com, STEVE30 for 30% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE30, ekpure.com. Take action. Use your agency. Make sure you get ahead of this before flu season hits. Do it today. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and hearts. In the age of what we say, news, news, Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and ass before him love, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Saturday, 23, December, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to our Christmas Eve special. We're on Saturday this year because Christmas Eve comes on Sunday. And even the Real America Voice team and the War Room crew, we give them a day off uh, on the Sabbath. Um, Mike Lindell joins us. I had Dr. Carol Swain on to begin the show. You know, Dr. Swain, who's a, a, a incredibly devout Christian today, really had the experience. Her conversion experience was in her mid-40s. Up until this, she really wasn't churched, although she had a very spiritual grandmother. You know, she had looked into New Age and, and studied Eastern religions and, and really gone done a search until she had a, a, a religious experience. How is Christmas, because you've had a pretty wild life, Mike Lindell, how, how is Christmas different now that you've accepted uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior than it was in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Mike Lindell in the old days? Well, you can, I can think back to the old days, and I was very lonely, Steve. It was a lonely time for me. Um, 
even though I'd spend all the time with family, there was still a deep loneliness there. And uh, that's all changed. And, and I wanted to get on here, too, to tell everyone, you know, this last year, there's so much hopelessness going on out there and people have turned to addiction like I used to have. And I want to tell everybody, you know, I the, we forget about all the stuff I've been doing out there. But one of the things I set up a long time ago was the LindellRecoveryNetwork.org, everybody. It's free. If you have an addict out there that you've been, you know, that you've uh, think is incorrigible, that you've given up on, give him the gift. Give him the, a gift this year by just telling him about the website because it's free, absolutely free. It'll give him somewhere to go, him, him or her somewhere to go, and um, and you know, and then when you get there, Steve, one of the things is it's uh, um, getting off the drugs or the addiction is just a bonus. Uh, you're going to find Jesus there. You're going to find Jesus and you're going to surrender. And uh, um, it's a, uh, that's my, uh, um, my passion on where we've been at now with God's given our nation grace and given us grace. And we're in the greatest revival in history for Jesus Christ. And, and uh, Christmas is so much different for me. It's a time of hope. It's a time of uh, hope for everybody. And uh, um, I just have a peace and I just, uh, um, I want everybody to have that peace that passes all understanding that, uh, you know, you do a full surrender and you, uh, um, this is where we're at in our country. This is in the, and the world, this is the biggest, the greatest time in history to be alive because more and more people are coming into that bucket and falling into this bucket for Jesus Christ and, and getting, uh, getting saved. And that's what it's all about as we celebrate uh, his birthday, uh, at Christmas. And, um, um, I just get, want to give everybody, uh, encourage everybody out there to, if there's a forgotten one, think of the people that are forgotten out there or that you've given up on and reach out to them. And, um, so that's where I'm at with Christmas right now. The term, the term, the terminal in the company, um, and I want to talk a minute or two about that and how people can still get to it to, to show support because yeah. two individuals in this country, they singled out more than any other president Trump, obviously in herself for complete mm -hmm. destruction in the year 2023. Right. Tell me about it and tell me about how the, how's the company doing? Yeah. And that's been a blessing. I want to thank everybody at the war room. This is a time of great blessings for us that you guys have all been our biggest supporter. And, and uh, so, um, we've extended that free shipping. We want, we want you to all take advantage of that. I just talked about people you might've forgot. Let's get them that gift now and get yourself a gift of great sleep. Take advantage that free shipping with the promo code war room get yourself a new mattress or a new mattress topper or the my pillow 2.0 these are products are 100 percent made in the usa those three products and they help you get the best sleep ever we need great rest during these times and and these products are made to help each and every one of you and they're all on sale and with the War Room promo code, we've extended that free shipping to all of you. Um, 100%, uh, your whole entire order will ship for free. And uh, you've got all the things, the War, the war Room flannel sheets. Uh, we still have all those on sale. And we've extended even the slippers and everything through Christmas here. So go ahead and get those orders in. When you're sitting around at Christmas here and you think of someone you might have forgot, go ahead and put that order in. That ships for free. And and um, uh, you can ship it. You can put it in shipping right to their house, too, or right to where they're at. So, um, Steve, I just want to thank everyone for this year at the War Room Posse. And thank you for having us on because with I, I don't know if we'd have made it through without you know, all the attacks on my pillow and my employees are sure blessed to have a a great 
um, outlet like the War Room Posse and uh, and yourself uh, supporting us this last year. Well, look, everybody sees what you're doing to try to save the country. So it's uh, it's in the products are amazing. MyPillow.com promo code War Room. Also, the number 800-873-1062. And make sure you wish uh, the operators uh, Merry Christmas. When you talk to them, let them know we have their back. Mike Lindell, Merry Christmas, uh, brother. I will see you after uh, Christmas, uh, between uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's. When we'll come back, you'll come back on the show. Appreciate it. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Warren Posse. Merry Christmas, Steve. God bless you all. Thank you, brother. Two conversion experiences when they were, you know, in their 40s, 50s. Okay, music takes us out. We're going to be back in 90 seconds. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.